You're listening to Less Stress in Life with hosts Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher. We believe life with less stress and more energy is possible with the right tools, strategies, and knowledge. So we bring you real conversations around the stress of relationships, money, and the daily hassles of life with guests that will inspire, challenge, entertain, and motivate you to take action. Hey, thank you for checking out the Less Stress in Life podcast. We're so happy you're here. Our goal is to bring you leading experts, stories about resilient people around the five top stressors in life, money, relationships, work-life balance, environment, and the daily hassles of life. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, entertained, and motivated by our guests to create a life with less stress. So we thought we'd take a few moments to introduce ourselves so you can get a little background and understand our why for creating this podcast. Barb, why were you interested in co-hosting this podcast? So over the course of my career, there have been times when I have lost direction, didn't know my way, and I see the same thing happening to others today. And I believe that life is not meant to be hard. And I know that if I take action to create a direction, then things don't just happen. I'm much more in control. I'm passionate about helping others, helping them discover some of these tools and how well they could work for them. Yeah, so you weren't always in stress education. How did you get started and to this point? No, not even close. You know, I spent 35 years as a civil servant doing things that I was very, very passionate about. I worked in the aging field nearly all of my career. But one of the things that happened was that I was experiencing stress and I didn't really know it. I was doing a lot of hard things. I was a single mom. I managed a budget of $300 million. And my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was two. And so over the course of that career, my health began to suffer. And it began to show up in the form of TMJ or jaw pain. And so I visited a dentist and the dentist told me that, uh, you know, I was grinding my teeth and offered me a bite plane to resolve that. And then he offered me a second bite plate because I wore the first one out. And then he offered me a third one. And when the third one finally wore out, he said that the next step was in fact to break my jaw and then wire it shut again. And at that point, I really, I knew that I needed to get serious. I needed to take some action that would allow me to be much more in control of my future and my wellness. So what you just shared is that your own experience and lessons really became your best teacher. And helping others became an extension of what you're doing for yourself. Exactly. So I became more than 10 years ago, I became a 
certified heart math coach, which was one of the core elements of me understanding the impact of stress. Since then, I have added to that with a number of modalities. I'm a Synergy Certified Stress Mastery Educator. I'm a Licensed Independent Stress Mastery Associate, and I'm a Certified Heart Math Trainer. And I have truly been blessed to live all of these life experiences that bring me to this point in time. So one thing that you didn't mention that I know you do is also tapping, correct? Emotional freedom technique. Yes, tapping is a, is a wonderful complement to heart math in that I believe that heart math offers the awareness and it offers also tools to build resilience. There's a leg of the journey that's in between, which allow that sometimes people need to actually release some emotions. And that may not be achieved by just awareness and by building resilience. So emotional freedom technique is a fabulous way to allow people the opportunity to release some of those long held beliefs that actually have gotten in the way for them. Gosh, that reminds me of one of the um, trainings that we did recently for women when we used this idea of a wheelbarrow and lots of heavy rocks that we push along. So what you're saying is that EFT helps to release some of those rocks and make the load lighter. That's for sure. And once you release those rocks, they're then finding a nice cozy place on the ground as opposed to being heavy ones that you need to carry and, and revisit. Mm. So Deb, how about you sharing a little bit about your uh, stress journey and stress path? Gosh, well, like you, I was working in healthcare. And when I initially started down this path of learning stress management interventions, it was all about looking for tools that I could bring back and share with the healthcare teams that I was leading because, you know, I didn't have any stress in my life. Ha ha. Uh, I was really focused on theirs, but over the course of maybe the first year or two, what I started to notice is that I was drowning under the pressures of life, just like they were. And when I shifted my awareness to myself first or put on my own oxygen mask, I could show up for my teams in a whole different way than I was. And that really got me interested in this whole piece of stress care and what we can do to take action to really prevent stress-related illness. So it was all about being able to understand how I developed the stress lens that I did, why I reacted the way I did to stress, and learning how to recharge my batteries so that I came with a fully charged battery and everything shifted, my relationships, my outlook on life, everything changed in such a positive way that I started to spend and focus my career on teaching individuals and organizations those strategies uh, because we focus so much on the end and money downstream, it just seemed like a much better approach to do it upfront so that we were 
not working with people who were burned out, but preventing burnout and being able to really focus on the quality of the people in our organizations and their life. It is amazing always to me at how effective and efficient uh, the journey back to wellness can be with the right tools and the right fit for individuals. And so I know that you've done a number of uh, different modalities. Are you, can you share a little bit about your path as it relates to training and your own stress journey? Yeah. So the first thing that I did um, was become a healing touch practitioner. And that really helped me get in touch with what I was carrying in my own body. Um, and I can remember going to someone um, who was a like an energy work practitioner, and I didn't know much about that whole piece at the time, but I had fallen down an entire flight of stairs on my summer vacation in 2009 because I truly wasn't paying attention. I didn't have great boundaries, and I took a phone call from work, and I was tipped off about it, and it was really hot where we were in Tennessee, and there was moisture on the end of a step, and I fell head over heels down one whole story a flight of stairs and that was the time that I didn't really recognize that stress was playing such a role in my life but I remember going to this girl who was an energy practitioner and a trained massage therapist and she started to do her I call it her magic because she would put her hands on different acupuncture uh, or acupressure points in my body and I could start to feel myself unwind for the first time in, God, I don't know, maybe forever be in touch with my body. And all I could think about was I need to learn this so that I can take this back and teach my nurses and help us manage pain in the nursing home. When really it was what unlocked that whole idea of being responsible for your own healing and um, connecting to your body and not pushing those messages that your body sends down. So I went on to get certifications in mindfulness and meditation education, Tai Chi Easy Practice Leadership. And I earned the designation of diplomate through the American Institute of Stress a few years ago. And like you, uh, went down that whole path with the Synergy Certified Stress Mastery Educator. I became a heart math trainer. Um, an independent stress mastery associate as well. And most recently, I just completed the resilient heart, which is a trauma sensitive heart math certification, because I do a lot of work around childhood trauma prevention and recovery. Because when I started to look at my journey, so much of the way I handled stress was the result of having a stressful childhood, and really looking at different coping techniques I'll call maladaptive. I mean, none of them are, are, they are maladaptive and they're not great for us, but we evolve and adapt based on what we know. So I spend a lot of time in that arena because I'm super passionate about it. So I guess to sum up, we've all, we both had a lot of training, but I think the thing that makes our collaboration unique is that we've both been in that space where we've had that life experience of stress in our own careers and we're burned out and taking things home. And what it does is it brings a different lens, like it creates this judgment-free space for our clients and really 
uh, the drive behind getting this education out to people because we can make such a difference if we just know. When we know better, we can do better. So what made 2021 the right time to do a podcast? Gosh, it was all about meeting so many interesting and resilient people along the way that I got a chance to learn from. And I just thought it would be really helpful for others as well. And and I think we're in a time where stress-related illness is still very much probably the biggest contributing factor to our disease burden. And really as a healthcare professional, when I entered down this road, I had no idea that stress was at the root of so many illnesses. And I think it's time we start taking action about that. That's just so true. I spoke earlier about how it was stress that was driving my jaw issues. And what's really interesting is that stress disguises itself as disease in the body. And in fact, research is showing that between 75 and 90% of all visits to a physician have an underlying cause of stress. Yeah, when you say disease, it first starts like those, that word is hyphenated and it's dis and ease. We're out of ease or out of balance Mm -hmm. and we don't pay attention to that. And then it becomes dis-ease where we're treating these illnesses on an ongoing basis. So why do you think that number is so high? Like the 75 to 90% of those doctor visits being related to stress? Well, I think just like my own personal experience, we don't necessarily treat the root cause. We treat the symptoms. And so the symptoms were teeth grinding. So as a result, you know, I was given something to prevent the teeth grinding. The question didn't come up, what else is happening in your life? And I think hospital and physician visits are all very medically oriented and they happen quickly and they're they're been streamlined to a point where the conversations are shortened and efficient and we don't often see the root coming out. Yeah, we do hand over a prescription for many things that maybe 40 or 50 years ago we wouldn't. And that that kind of reminds me of the eye-opening that happened for me when I went to my first Healing Touch uh, training class. And that was, they were talking about how much medicine changed from the 40s and 50s or early. So we had a country doctor who went and visited homes. He knew the entire family, knew everybody, knew all the crazy little secrets that were swept underneath the rug. And then World War II happened And our guys came home with lots of war-related injuries. And that's where this whole idea of specialties started to happen. And that was a good thing because we obviously needed care. But what evolved is that we work in silos and that we really don't look at the whole person, body, mind, and spirit, family, environment, and all of that anymore because we've turned into a 10-minute visit and out, very problem-focused and very illness focused rather than wellness focused. That was so clear to me when my son was growing up and as a diabetic, because we often saw the physician when in fact the dietician was 
the most important person in our life because if we could get the food sorted out, then all of the rest fell into place. And it's the very same way with stress and emotional root causes and the disease. If we can sort out the emotions and we can sort out the stress, the rest of it will come into line. Yeah, it's interesting. I really didn't understand, even though in nursing school, we talked about Hans Seely, he's the father of stress awareness and that whole study around stress. We talked about how the body adapts and a little bit about how the body is supposed to uh, react when we're under a threat like a bear chasing us or we need to get out of a burning building, but no relationship about how in today's world, we have one stress after another and those chemicals that are designed to save us from that burning building are now running through our body all of the time. And too much of those stress chemicals cause problems with our immune system. They can cause cardiovascular issues. They can cause problems with healing from surgery. And eventually your body's not able to compensate. So all of what I just shared probably sounds really scary, but there is in fact good news, right Barb? So the good news is that we have the power to stop those stress chemicals and actually manage them in our lives, which ultimately changes the way we live each day. And even small changes made every single day can have a huge impact over how we experience stress. So we probably shared more today than we intended to when we started doing this podcast and maybe it's overwhelming for everyone, but what's the first small change our listeners can take? Well, I always believe that until we are aware of the emotions we're experiencing, we're aware that the response that we're having is related to stress, we're not really in a position to do anything about it. So awareness is, it's key. It's, it's the one thing because once we know what's happening, then we get to make a choice as to how we experience the stress. Oh, I, that's perfect. It's a perfect description because really stress-related illness impacts every age group in the lifespan, all the way from birth till the time we transition out. So once we become aware of that, we can implement those small changes, just like you said. So what we hope to bring you each week is information just like this, skills that are really easy to do and use and with a wellness focus, not an illness focus. So our hope is that you'll take tiny steps that lead to big change. So until next time, we say be well. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.